Um, so hello and welcome. Hi. <laughs> welcome to Physician Spotlight. Uh, my name is Carolyn Newberry and I'll be serving as your host today. I'm here with Dr. Shirley Paspi, who is the director of the Small Bowel Diseases and Nutrition Program at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles. Um, I'm very excited to speak with her about her experiences in nutrition um, during this Physician Spotlight. Um, so Dr. Paspi, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, I wanted to start by asking if you just wanted to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came on the role that you're in right now. Yes, so um, so I have a pretty strong background in nutrition. Um, I was always interested in nutrition, um, even did my undergraduate and a master's degree in nutritional sciences um, before going to medical school. And then during medical school and residency, I took more opportunities to learn about nutrition in health um, and disease and also uh, nutrition support. So I had a unique experience um, where I uh, rotated on a nutrition support team rotation um, and also had the opportunity to see outpatient nutrition, uh, multidisciplinary nutrition uh, management clinics. Um, as an undergraduate student, uh, that was with Don, Donald Dirksen at the University of Manitoba. And then I went to uh, the University of Chicago with the intention of studying inflammatory bowel disease and nutrition. Um, and, you know, actually I had a mentor there, Carol Semrad, um, who's well known in nutrition support circles, who um, really was highly influential on me as far as exploring the role of nutrition, nutrition support, as well as small bowel diseases. Um, things like celiac disease, malabsorption, short bowel syndrome. And uh, her experience and her career really resonated with me. And so um, after I finished that, I ended up actually in uh, practice at uh, the VA and the University of Washington um, for five and a half years, where I had a small uh, celiac disease and small bowel clinic and also uh, started the nutrition support team at the VA hospital there. And then the opportunity came up at Cedar sinai Hospital, which is a very large institution, um, to start a small bowel diseases and nutrition program here. And so we've basically modeled it very similar to the way I trained in fellowship with both inpatient and outpatient uh, nutrition, nutrition support, treatment of small bowel diseases uh, here. And that's where we are now growing from a team of one, which was me and some temporary uh, help. And now we've got myself, uh, two dietitians, a nurse practitioner, a nurse coordinator, scheduler, and all the rest, looking to hire actually a new physician as well. That's great. Um, and it's so interesting to hear about your journey. And it sounds like it started very early on in your undergraduate career. Um, <laughs> How, you know, if there are people in still in their training, whether they're, you know, medical students or dietitian students or, or still doing some of their clerkships, you know, how would you suggest if nutrition was an interest to them for them to actually get those experiences? Mm -hmm. You know, you really have to seek it out. I think um, seek it out through uh, mentorship and seek it out at a variety of institutions. You know, one thing for me, because I trained in many different places and I've worked in many different places, I've seen that things can be done more than one way. And so um, it's actually been helpful for me to develop my own practice, to have that variety of experiences on the, you know, very strong physiologic, um, you know, basic science background that I had even before medicine. Right, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, because there aren't very many of us that do nutrition and nutrition support. 
And so it's best to seek it out in the discipline that you're in. So for example, people in internal medicine and gastroenterology um, with an interest in malnutrition would probably come in my direction. Um, other people are more interested in things like bariatrics and you know they may want to go down another route with somebody who's sort of more trained in the bariatric area. Um, and people with critical care or endocrine, you know, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. And I think ideally, you know, you've got a little bit of um, inclusion of other mentors in areas just a little bit outside of your specialty, but then a main focus of people that are in your specialty too. Yeah, and I think that, you know, everyone we've spoken with always, uh, the mentorship aspect of it always comes into play. Um, I actually had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Samrat as well a couple of months ago in this um, interview process, and, and she had very similar things to say, sort of being later in her career. Um, are there any other people, I know you identified her as a mentor, is there anyone else you feel like really shaped where you are right now? Yeah, I think definitely... Um you know, Donald Dirksen, um, he's at the University of Manitoba. Um, and then I had uh, good interactions with Charles Bernstein, um, also at the University of Manitoba, certainly for inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and that, that helped me out a lot as far as just like seeing what's possible with a good database and um, uh, working um, and collaborating with other people. And then my team is actually based on a model that I experienced actually way back. This is before I even started medicine. I was working in an HIV clinic, which was a multidisciplinary clinic um, providing uh, comprehensive HIV care for um, uh, women and families, which is a little bit of a different population than the gay male population that was much more prevalent at that time. And it, what, seeing what's possible as far as when you provide comprehensive support, um, you know, with everyone from a dietitian, nurses, social worker, gynecologists, pediatricians, et cetera, ID specialists, of course, and then including the research component with the clinical care and seeing the outcomes of what happened there is really, was very inspirational um, and is sort of a model that I seek uh, currently, as far as like trying to identify social worker, uh, psychologist, and all of that stuff to help out with our team too. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's another common theme we've heard, sort of that multidisciplinary care. And obviously that's Aspen's model of trying to pull from all these different specialties. And, and we're even trying to define who should be part of a nutrition support team, you know, in these spaces. And so mm -hmm. interesting to hear about your team. Um, what do you think has been the biggest challenge to make a program from a person, of, a single person to, you know, the large team that you're now running? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um... Challenge-wise is often with administration. Um, and, you know, the patients that we work with, particularly in nutrition support, um, and, you know, it's really unfortunate that it has to be like this, um, but, you know, the payer uh, mix isn't, um, you know, optimal from a reimbursement standpoint. And, you know, I think from a socialized health system, I, I, I truly feel very strongly about providing high quality healthcare for people regardless of their insurance status um, and trying to find the opportunities and ways to include those multidisciplinary aspects where they wouldn't normally be covered, um, you know, from an insurance perspective and making sure that our patients do have access to those services. 
Um, but that involves sort of negotiations um, with administration um, and also seeking out sort of creative opportunities to collaborate with other people where we can share resources as well. Right, so, so, so much of it is, is the business side of, of building the clinic. Um, and mm -hmm. you really have a unique perspective because you did, initially you trained in, in Canada and, and you're here in the US. Um, I'd love to hear more about some of the differences you've noticed like between working in the two different countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I was a resident. I was always a trainee in Canada. So my perspective is sort of skewed from the trainee perspective. Um, but, uh, you know, having a, a sort of more socialized healthcare system, um, you know, the limitation on who could go home on TPN was more uh, the ability for the program to be able to accommodate that number of people. And, um, you know, there's a set amount of resources and can that set amount of resources accommodate people. And if they can't, then the patient would go to a nursing facility, for example, um, or stay in the hospital until the program could kind of adapt and accommodate them. Um, whereas here, uh, you know, there's uh, a little bit more, um, you know, there's the expectation we will accommodate them but it would be at the expense of the patient if they can pay or not, um, and if they need to go to a nursing home if they can't pay. So it, it's, a, it's a little bit different in that regard um, as far as like just the discharge of patients and who's able to uh, go home in that setting um, and what the program can accommodate. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So pros and cons, obviously, with both both system and, and figuring out how to navigate um, mm -hmm. internally. Uh, what do you think the biggest, I mean, I asked you about the challenge, biggest challenge of building your program at um, Cedars. What do you think the biggest challenge facing nutrition is right now? And for all of us, you know, more junior faculty sort of trying to, to build a, a career within the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um... I, th I think nutrition is a field where you really have to, it's nice to be able to find your niche. So I specialize in GI disorders um, and associated malnutrition um, related to GI disorders. And that was sort of a conscientious choice on my part um, because you can get really broad, really fast in nutrition. And um, you know, it, going down the obesity route, which a lot of people in GI go down, um, is a path that even though, to be honest, I feel quite comfortable uh, managing obesity and related metabolic disorders, um, you know, to avoid losing too much focus from a clinical standpoint, um, that's, that's sort of the biggest temptation is just to go everything nutrition and everything broad. Um, but then you can, you know, you lose a little bit of focus in what your niche is and what your specialty is. Um, and it even comes down to the best way to train um, your staff and everything um, to be able to focus on one thing at a time. And maybe we'll broaden out to that in the future, but it would probably be with, you know, another provider to kind of fill in that niche and then hiring additional personnel as well that can kind of really focus and hone in on that aspect. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's definitely something I've been thinking a lot about trying to be a more broad nutrition based clinician, but probably will have to subspecialize at some point. Yeah. 
Because there's so much, like, as far as, like, you know, do you want to choose, like, more, like, specialized dietary therapies um, for diseases like celiac disease or eosinophilic GI disorders? And I do have a good number of patients with those sorts of uh, diseases just because I have the dietitian access um, included in my clinic um, or, or, or the malnutrition. But I, I've just stayed completely away from obesity because that would really overwhelm um, the program, I think. Yeah, that, and that, again, makes a lot of sense because um, obviously there's limited resources and limited time for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, you know, any particular research interests you're pursuing right now, like within the clinic or um, with collaborators at Cedars or other places? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say most of my work is collaborative. Um, at this time, just because my clinical load and building the clinic and the patient population and everything has been very heavy in the last few years getting this up and running. Um, and so we, we have a few projects uh, mostly related to short bowel syndrome, um, collaborating with other providers. Um, we did a phase one trial uh, looking at a GLP-1 uh, agonist for the management of short bowel syndrome that wrapped up last year, um, doing some uh, patient-related uh, programs and uh, data extraction from um, internet uh, patient sort of support group type uh, information um, with our um, uh, health services research group, uh, collecting tissue, of course, from the small bowel in my small bowel work, and then some other registries and prescriptive, prospective databases um, as well, uh, especially looking at geriatric patients um, on TPN. That's great, and I'm sure you know more to come from those different uh, topics, and definitely short gut is, I think, a, a ripe area for. for mm -hmm. um, you know, I wanted to thank you so much for sitting down and, and speaking with us and the the Aspen community. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to add uh, for our listeners. Yeah, you know, I think the big thing is if you're interested in nutrition, go for it. Um, this is truly a growing field that needs. Um, good science and good clinicians to marry the science and the patient um, and also taking into consideration patient factors. Um, and I, I, I would say that I've, I've, been a, I've been much more philosophical about it and working with patients and their ability to adherence um, with, the, with the treatment objectives and outcomes and become a much less prescriptive in the sense um, and acknowledging that when in the field of nutrition support, you know, nutrition and what we eat is so much married into our culture and society. And many of our patients on nutrition support are unable to take part in that. And so when we have patients on nutrition support, like we really wanna make a lifestyle that they can work with to the best of their ability it may not be perfect, but we want to enable them to have as much of a normal life as possible um, and to get the most out of life given their circumstances. Yeah, and I think that's a great closing statement um, and something that I'm sure all of our members aspire to, to do for their patients. So mm -hmm. again, I wanted to thank Dr. Paskey for joining us today. And I'd also like to thank Aspen for their partnership for this forum. Um, have a great uh, month and we hope to see you next month. Thank you. Bye, everyone.